Welcome to the horse part one. This should have been out a lot earlier, uh, mid, mid December, late December, around that time. Um, school got in the way, happens. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a moron for not planning this out properly. That's my fault. Um, anyway, this is Gomikuzu, aka The Horse's Story, and his three parts, respectively. I hope you guys enjoy, and I'll come back in just a second to talk about something. Everyone still alive? One of the samurai calls out, dropping his crossbow on the ground and bringing out a tanto, cutting the ropes of the prisoners. The two samurai standing there were rather impressive individuals, standing at hall with some blood caked on their armor. Both wore masks and oddly ornamental armor, which loudly clamored together as they walked. Matters not, Mezu. The village agreed on a flat payment. The number of survivors doesn't concern us. Cut their bindings, and if they are still alive, they'll follow behind us. The rather callous man was Gozu, a much more heavy-set samurai. His lengthy blade was only matched by its equally long grip, a weapon that very few had seen before. He begins assisting Mezu with the children's restraints. Gozu. As great as you are with the blade, you must learn that children are not warriors. Children will respect your strength, but after such an experience, remember they themselves aren't warriors. The children naturally clamor towards Mezu, seeing as he's the far more compassionate of the two. Gozu rolls his eyes behind his mask before staring at a boy in the corner. Tears is in his eyes and a blackened one as well. Confused, Gozu begins chuckling to himself, lifting the child by the collar and taking the cloth gag out of his mouth. You are a fighter, yes. The samurai grimaces slyly, as he nods his head and sets a hand on the child's shoulders. The boy nods his head to the joy of Gozu. Then you shall become my student. I've been looking for someone with a rebellious spirit such as yourself. The child has a family, Gozu. During a rescue mission, you cannot become a kidnapper yourself. And you will stop me, Mezu. Remember, we get paid the same no matter how many children return to the village. Even still, if you report me, I'll be reprimanded as well. Lord Enma would have us both put to death. And well, I think we both very much want to live. Plus, the boy wants to fight along the great Gozu, don't you? The child had submitted to his previous pain, having passed out and succumbed to its overwhelming power. Well, when he comes around, I'm sure he'll come to agree with me. You're beyond cruel, Gozu. Mezu rubs his temple annoyed. Let's just collect our reward before you make the decision to abduct any more children into your own personal army. As the two make their way out of the cave, a boy who was malnourished, unkempt, and clues looks upon the kind samurai who'd saved him with a crossbow. Born simply a street trash, he would earnestly pursue the life that the samurai might offer him. The horse wakes up in a cold sweat, his eyes quickly shifting around his tent. He'd grown accustomed to waking up near his yujo, and as such found the cold outdoors alien to him. The three had been traveling for a while together, and as such, they were a day away from Musashi, and therefore a day from the Emperor. It seemed that his nerves had made their way into what was supposed to be a reinvigorating rest. In order to find some peace of mind, he'd undergo the ritual that he and Mezu had done thousands of times over. 
He quickly located his bow, mask, and armor, donning all of them before stepping out into the sunless morning. Either it was night beyond night or a dawn before dawn, but only the sparse handful of guards were awake, keeping eyes onto the camp. Today, the horse was going to do something that his master had him do for five years on end. Ironically, the practice the bowman Mezu insisted upon was hunting deer when they were most alert. The moon illuminated the trees and as such the battlefield, as Mezu had reinforced in his student. Nothing could escape the horse's gaze in the darkness, nor the light. Rabbits, birds, and snakes moved along the forest floor. All animals suitable eat, but none the target. Somewhere, the king of the forest roamed nearby, and it was all a matter of time till he found them. Now, within the depths of the forest, the light of the trees illuminates a herd of deer. A beautiful stag and two doe along with a few fawns. Quickly standing up from his position, he draws his bow firing into the heart of the stag. It lets out a loud ewe before falling to the ground, as the rest of its herd runs in the opposite direction, trying to avoid the very same attacker that fell its leader. <laughs> Still got it. The horse smiles as he cuts the deer with his hunting knife, draining the blood and most of its organs onto the forest floor. Before taking the carcass back to the base, he lifts up his mask and bites into the raw heart of the deer. It was a tradition which was necessary for any hope for the success of a future mission. At least that is what Mezu told him. Having consumed the heart, he begins dragging the carcass on its mile-long journey. The promise of venison and bones brought a smile to his face, though. He wondered how his new ally would take to the news. Perhaps the deer had never even dreamed of consuming venison himself seeing it as some sort of devilish perversion. He chuckles to himself before a low growl erupts in the forest. Ronin, you will be given this opportunity only once. Surrender to Emperor Hamamoto Tatsuo, or die. The voice was hidden far in the woods, far beyond the horse's sight. Dropping the stag's carcass, he raises his bow, staring deep into the woods. Feel free to try, but I've got places to be and friends who are waiting for me back home. So, do try your best, but I assure you, hunting hobbling humans is much easier than bounding deer. He starts looking around more as the growling grows louder and more numerous. As you wish, horse. The voice finishes as the sound of charging comes from the forest. Illuminated occasionally in the pale moonlight, where wolves all bearing the fangs and hunting at the command of their leader. As soon as they were visible, an arrow sunk itself into the neck of one, its body sliding across the topsoil as the sudden lifelessness does not allow any slowing momentum. He had to do this several times over, but after the first aimed shot, the wolves knew to take precaution. After all, their enemy wasn't something to be underestimated. It wasn't as though the horse was unfamiliar with hunting wolves, and thus he knew that they were intelligent creatures. They had become aware that the bow and arrow was what brought about their allies' demise and would avoid it if possible. Still, no matter how fast they perceived their own movements, the horse was accustomed to leading a shot while against and on cavalry. The wolves' movement was nowhere near as complicated. Their hides were pierced, and should they get too close, they were met by a shinogi blade, which allowed the horse enough time to resume his firing. Still, it seemed no matter how many wolves were approaching, it was due to their commitment to their orders. It didn't matter that the bodies of their allies were piling up, they were all focused on taking down the single hunter. What a pest. 
The deep voice that had called out earlier was now just behind the horse. Barely rolling out of the way, a rather old and rusted two-faced saw swings down. His large body was a mixture toned and excruciatingly thin due to his rigorous lifestyle. Seeing his current status, it came as a surprise that he was employed by the Emperor, with even his uniform being in its tattered state. His unique and oddly intricate mask also made him appear more beast than man than samurai. Standing up straight, he towers above the horse, who was already a rather tall warrior, and was even possibly comparable to the elephant, though maybe a few inches shorter. You made a mistake by not bringing men into your ambush, though your wolves are quite impressive. Raising his bow, he draws the arrow back, ready to sink it through his cloth clothing. The wolf lowers his body to the ground, acting like the animals he trained. He launches his body forward to strike the horse, though an arrow strikes his side and his body tumbles. The horse wasn't without fault, though. In particular, his personal Yumi had bent with the impact and the arrows within it had scattered onto the floor. He then takes his blade before rolling out of the way of the horse's Ryoba strikes into the dirt. Men are not loyal, and when many die, they become unwilling to fight. Wolves are loyal and grow to warriors much faster. All they require is meat, and a leader to follow directives. To a T. Both warriors stood as more wolves began to surround the two. Yes, sure. Wolves are easier, but at least amongst the humans are women. It makes fighting all the more worthwhile, and even interacting with your fellow man can be fun on occasion. Mostly focus on the yujo, though. The two brandished their weapons, staring at each other. The horse throwing glances to the wolves, even though he was going to die. His mind simply wandered on Yujo, and his master, Mezu. What a pathetic excuse of a samurai. The wolf growls, ready to go in for a killing blow with his saw. The horse gets ready to pull his hunting knife back, before noticing the glint of shine metal and wood from a brush just a little ways off. Taking a moment, he comes to realize what the shine metal is, and stands up straight. Listen, I'm friends with the hare and the deer, of which I'm sure you're hunting. Only problem is that you broke my bow, and since the hare was having nightmares, I encouraged you to take part in my daily ritual and- Get on with it, horse. Well then, she has a Tanagashima aimed at the back of your head. The wolf turns around as the ever-diligent Uchikina has donned her armor, standing crouching behind a bush. She then proceeds to wave, taking a hand off her Tanagashima and presumably smiling behind her mask. The horse uh, silently smiled to himself, thankful that this time, out of all times, she'd taken his advice and decided to follow him. Don't you find it a little shameful that you need to be saved by another? I thought you'd enjoy a fight with both of us on equal footing. You ambushed me, and have a pack of wolves at your command. It had surprised me that I'd even managed to fend off this many wolves on my own, and you've only managed to bend my bow. So let's call it even, since I and the hare are about to kill your boss, and you could serve under us as a shogun. Maybe even have the chance to wear some suitable clothing. Annoyed and taking considerable amount of time to decide... The wolf puts his saw away. As much as I would like to kill you, I've heard the Emperor would like to test his new blades. I'll be retreating, though, and I'll be taking the deer meat with me. By the time the wolf had left the area, the carcass had been dragged off by his pack. What a way to start the day. 
Don't you agree, Hare? Suppose we should have expected that the dragon would have guards nearby. Seems we're getting close enough to Musashi that they're beginning to take notice of us. Shame about the venison, though. I would have liked to try some of your apparently famous stew. The hare let out a sigh, setting her tanishima on her shoulder. Let's head back before the deer wakes up. The cooks should have breakfast ready soon. We can also change out your yumi. Yeah. Just wondering if choosing not to shoot him might have been the wrong decision. What if he were to report back to the dragon? Warn them about our assault? The hare looks at her companion and shrugs her shoulders, opting to head back towards camp without further word. Suppose it didn't really matter. We were to go through with the plan regardless. So thank you for listening and through the whole of horse part one. Uh, So two parts, of course, being worked on. They should be out actually on time. (laughs) And if I'm doing this right. Uh, But yes, I'd like to announce that Ironwood's working on a clothing brand. And you'll be seeing more of that called Sleep No More. Uh, Feel free to check it out. We have it at least the coming soon of it posted on our Instagram page. I appreciate anyone who checks it out. Thank you so much, and see you next time. Ironwood out.